Oh, oh, hi, I'm just Ken again. I'm Ken. I'm great at doing stuff. Anywho, welcome to the next episode of the Chomar Podcast, episode 55. My name is Riley, here as always with... Hunter. And this week, or this week's episode, which is today's episode, which now we're on time because we'll have posted the previous episode, which was supposed to be last week. Um, anywho, it was a mess. That episode, we talked about Emmys, two hours of news and trailers and just ramblings of two insane people. <laughs> so today is like reviews. We're doing a reboot. Um, what do you want to start with? We, yeah, we should do reviews. Okay. Uh, I want to get Barbie. I need to get it out right away. Okay, so yeah. I saw both. I did the double feature. I did Barbenheimer. I saw uh, Oppenheimer uh, first. About 30 minutes later, I was in a screening for Barbie. Some people say it's not a good double feature because they're two wildly different movies. I honestly really liked it. I really liked doing it. I haven't had a double feature since 2021. It's been like almost two years. And I've been waiting for a good one. And now that the memes happened about this double feature, I was like, okay. I wanted to see both anyway, but now like you have to. You know? Should we do a double feature tomorrow? <laughs> That's up to you. Um, you have yet to see Oppenheimer, but we yeah. saw Barbie. Um, I'm going to end up watching it at least four times. So. <laughs> really? So. Really? Okay. So, no. I I don't normally like seeing things twice. Or maybe, like, I like seeing it at home afterwards because you can control the environment and whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, we could. That's up to you. We're watching Oppenheimer tomorrow anyway. So it's going to be my second time watching it. Um, but, yeah. I loved both. I guess we'll start with Barbie. Um the first half of Barbenheimer is Barbie, so yes. we both gave it tens on Letterboxd. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we were just kind of going to love it anyways, or if like it I, did prove itself. I think it proved itself. Yeah, I but... went in knowing I was going to love it, and then ended up loving it. So, well, I don't know. I don't want to like psych myself up about it because usually that bites me in the ass. So I. Like like when like yeah. when Endgame dropped, I was like, oh my god, it's Endgame. And then they gave it like a nine, but it hasn't sit well. And now I have it at like a seven. <laughs> it didn't sit well, so I try to temper my expectations. But this was pretty fucking phenomenal. Um, I don't know where you want to start with Barbie. Um, oh, right away that popped in my head. Um, I I know it's obvious to praise the production design, but I want to stay in Barbie. And the costumes. Like, the whole look of Barbie Land is spectacular. Like, I want to go there. I Mattel should make a, a Mattel Land. Or Barbie well, I mean, Land they, have, they have a lot of IPs that they could definitely so. do. Like, a Hot Wheels ride could be, like, inevitable. Being, you could live in a Barbie house. Maybe there's, like, rentable yeah, Barbie yeah, houses, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, that would We're be fucking on awesome. Mine. Yeah, like... There's a lot of potential. We're giving a multi-billion dollar company ideas. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're working on 43 movie projects. So 
they're clearly trying and to expand so. too because they're all going to be really good because they're letting people do whatever they want except for Hot Wheels because it's JJ Abrams because it has JJ Abrams um I really I, uh, I was worried from what people were talking about that they weren't in Barbie Land enough that it was the first third and then not really afterwards they lied <laughs> clearly because I was honestly surprised that they were out by, like, the first 20 minutes. Yeah. But they came right back in, and the entire third act is basically set in Barbie land. So I thought there was plenty of it, and was really okay with it. Oh, I love the look. Um, I will say, like, I've, I've... Minor. Very minor. Very, very minor. Some of the shots looked a bit airy. I don't, like maybe that's the point because they're like plastic dolls on a set or whatever but like even in the human world some of it looked kind of airy like maybe there was like a like a green screen somewhere that i didn't notice some of it looked a little bit off but most of it like the mattel place where it's like it's like corporate there's no doors to any of the cubicles yeah. like that chase scene i love the choreography because they're i mean it's not really choreography but they're just they're running in opposite directions. and they It's go, very Scooby-Doo. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is faster. He's like climbing over very slowly and trying to get to her. I can't get through. I forgot my key card. <laughs> and like throws it. Ah! I don't need a key card. Go, go, go. <sighs> Will Ferrell's so funny in this. I don't think there's a bad performance. Some people are underutilized. But I don't think there's a bad performance in this movie. Alan? <laughs> oh, Alan's so fucking i thought he was gonna be, i genuinely thought most of the characters were gonna be throwaway yeah but i was surprised how much time a lot of these people got and ken was rivals with ken and he had a best best friend ken alan, alan. <laughs> alan was just there <laughs> alan's a giga until he proved his worth by kicking the shit out of like 20 kens Oh my god! Just absolute. There's a construction crew, and it's like once they figured out how to, once they figure how to build it horizontally instead of vertically, <laughs> we're not gonna have a ton of time because they're building a brick wall up, brick by brick, <laughs> with no concrete. Or, uh, yeah, they're just building up. <laughs> That's all just stacking bricks. Because so they don't know how to build. Because they're not used to building in Barbie land. Oh, it's so good. Like. I think one of the biggest things about this movie is the themes. There's a ton of them. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of them. Boy, did this movie make me think. (laughs) I think it was easy to comprehend for the most part. I don't think she wanted, like, a complex mindfuck. Like, it's a Barbie movie. (laughs) Like, every theme is understandable. Most of the character arcs are pretty great. My one issue... We're spoilers. We've both seen this. I mentioned this in the car ride, but my minor, minor complaint about Ken's character is that his whole arc is that he has to find himself, but they don't give an answer as to what finding himself looks like. That's fair. So, him with the t-shirt, I'm Kenoff, like, is... I, <laughs> I, like the, I like the pun, but, like, I it doesn't feel... It's not that it's not earned, but, like, I feel like... They did want a breezy ending, and it's not about Ken, but I did want a little bit more. I wanted, like, an answer of some kind. They're saving up for the Ken movie. Is there a Ken movie? Honestly, I would watch a Ken movie. 
but it has to be directed by Greta Gerwig. She's I doing think, Narnia. So. I don't think anyone else can pull it off. I'm I sorry. really don't think anyone could either. Speaking of Narnia, I think after watching this, I, this is the only movie I've watched from her. I was only familiar with her, her being a coming-of-age for good director for coming-of-age woman stories, but I think overall this was good for both genders. This was. I do yeah. think they tackled men too very well. So I think she is the perfect person. I would for not Narnia, have anyone yeah. else do Narnia. That's fair. And she that mentioned is... that she would do a superhero movie if the story was right. And someone's like Booster Gold with Ryan Gosling was Booster Gold. And I think that's pretty perfect. <laughs> and so my one complaint that you can explain to me, because it was something I didn't really get. Oh, yeah. It was during the, the Godfather thing where they're... they're um, like the joke? or Like I didn't know if it was a joke or if it was like serious that's why i was like uncomfortable about it but like oh when she was like no oh. like, they they were like manipulating them or like they yeah they were kind of like just using i don't know how to they were pretending to be interested to distract them get, so yeah. they could get other barbies to be on patriarchyized so I, I i sort i i saw it as like they're just using them or they're like targeting their insecurities to turn them against each other so they can be back in charge in my eyes that was kind of sus that was kind of like i'm not saying it was anti-male but like that's kind of like fuck to do to anyone well so i I, for me i I didn't see it that way i thought it's a movie for women yeah Uh, i'm sorry like yeah it is it's the joke i don't think goes any farther than that (laughs) because like the whole point of Ken is that they only care about what, like, Barbie thinks. So, it's supposed to be kind of like they're shallow a little bit. Which sort of plays in the fact, oh, men are shallow, right? But the whole point is that at the end, they tried to be not shallow. They tried to grow as people. Instead of being Barbie and Ken, and Barbie and it's Ken. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, it, yeah, kind of yeah. what you're saying, but like I I wouldn't think too much about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But just at that time, it sort oh, of made me okay. uncomfortable. But no. I really I was just oh, I'm sorry. The songs, fuck, <laughs> they're so good. Except for the car, the Ice Spice song. The the, oh, at the credits, I didn't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. I I'm just Ken has been stuck in my head for a week. Yep, it has been stuck in my head <laughs> for a week. I was singing at fucking work. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It should not be happening. I'm just Ken, and I'm enough. And I will say, I won't talk about the woman stuff about this movie because I literally, I I was talking to myself in my car in my head and in person sometimes (laughs) but i was like you know now that i think about it i haven't said anything about barbie's arc Mm -hmm. and i'm like maybe that's the point that i tell myself yeah that's that is the point that you're not supposed to talk about barbie's arc that i don't understand that i i I didn't pick up on barbie's arc because i I, I mean you could understand the arc i don't know if you would relate to it i don't relate to it that's the difference that's the thing i don't relate to barbie because i don't have the same issues as barbie and that's why i didn't pick up on it she greta gerwig tried to tackle every side possible in this movie 
Because America Ferrera, Ferrera gives a very good scene where they're in the weird Barbie house. And she talks about how these women have to live up to these expectations and that they shouldn't matter. They have and to, that they should... They have look. to be this, but they can't be that. They have, they have to right. be this, but they can't be that. Yeah. They can't be too that. <laughs> yeah, like sort of like the restrictions that women have and that there shouldn't be those restrictions and that they should be allowed to be themselves. You know, like they, if they're going to be a boss, they should be allowed to be mean because ma- male bosses are mean. You know, like there shouldn't be a double standard that everyone should be treated in those same roles equally. Yeah. It, it's a very neutral film, and the people that say it's like men hating are kind of dumb. The only people that say it's men hating are the Sigma male people that are like masculinity. <laughs> but they don't understand masculinity. They don't understand that term. <laughs> they don't understand that term. They don't understand what makes a man a man. They just think what makes a man is big muscles. And penis. And penis. <laughs> and getting penis. lots of women. Women. I like that it sort of shows that the matriarchy is like just as bad for the other gender as the patriarchy is for women. Because if there's like only one type of like person ruling everything it's not helpful or their other genders are not allowed to grow as their own and i think it's very neutral in saying that both would be bad yeah it <laughs> that just, there needs to be an equality to it it just so happens that for the sake of the movie for the, it, it was a it, it was a joke by the way that the men are lower because Ken's don't sell as well as Barbie dolls. It's that's blatantly obvious. That's like, like a fact. It was a joke, and it makes sense because Ken dolls don't sell as well as Barbie dolls. That's Ryan why Gosling was offered the role of Ken, right? And he saw a Ken doll next to a squished lemon in his backyard, <laughs> and so that's what made him accept the offer of being Ken. Really <laughs> mean. He's just like, I will be your Ken, because his story has to be told. And it's like, that's actually so true. And his story was told. Kind of. For the most part. Yeah. I do. The lines that douche Ken was hard to watch sometimes. Because he's so charming in the role of Ken. And you feel his insecurities. And you feel bad for him. But, like, you understand that, like, it was never going to (laughs) work. It was never going to work. What he thought they had was different. Someone online got mad that the males got a pat on the back at the end of the movie they thought it was a pat on the back because it's like well they gave the speech about how the struggles of women are but then she apologized to ken i'm like well she led him on his entire life (laughs) and like it it left a, a hole in his life and because it's barbie and ken he wasn't allowed to grow as a person. He was an extension of her. So her apologizing isn't apologizing for his actions, but apologizing for not letting him be his own thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think nope, yeah, that yeah. complaint is kind of dumb, to be honest. It's, it's a, that Their whole dynamic is a huge critique of code. Uh, dependency you have to pronounce you have to learn independence you you have to be by yourself sometimes you don't need your mama to hold your hand all the time you don't need a a partner to keep you afloat you have to find yourself you don't need someone to make you happy 
You need That's to. Because Ryan Gosling, why he's literally me, because I used to be me. in that boat. Because I used to think that I need someone, I need a woman to be happy. But you don't. You need sometimes, yourself to be happy. Yeah, yourself. And sometimes you have bros. You do have bros. You That's know, true. there was also another part when the, the amazing fight you know with the kens by the way that oh, was yeah. amazing that was actually that's 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 genuinely something me and the boys would do <laughs> <laughs> fight with like but pool the, and like fake <laughs> <laughs> i the, love how that song shifts between like like it's a rock ballad but then it has like odd, like drum beats and then it has like synth shit yep. like it's so good that song should be nominated like it's a for mixture the, of tens it's clashing into one. It's true. Because they're all the same. And at the end, how they unite, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the line that really caught me during that fight was how they go, they, they say they go to war because they don't know who they are. And I'm like, that's kind of true. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't really know that much people that go into the military for careers. Sure. Everyone just goes because they don't know what else they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I that... wish some of the cameos weren't spoiled. Like John Cena is in it for probably five <laughs> seconds, and it's funny, but like they spoiled it, you know. Like I wish some of the people in the movie were kept as cameos and weren't revealed early, because like then I was expecting it, you know. Also, how did they? get to mermaid barbie <laughs> to d not to de patriarchy they, they beach to her. they beach <laughs> they beach my thing her. is beach <laughs> can i get beach here <laughs> no you want to be a lifeguard no, no. i want to work at i want to beach <laughs> i want to beach <laughs> yeah it was very funny by the way it was a very like I just think about Ken the entire time. Like, uh, maybe I, it's because we're dude, two dudes. <laughs> it's because we're two no, dudes. I, I think Ryan Gosling actually outcharmed everyone. That's very true. I think everyone was in the shadow compared to him. I do think Margot definitely held her own. Like, it's her movie, and she had an amazing arc. Yeah, but the problem was Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I liked both. I don't think he over he overshadowed the supporting people. I think. Yeah, that's fair too. But I knew that Barbie was more important, right? Her arc is pretty great. That she wanted to... F I love that the creator was talk was like talking about tax yeah. <laughs> tax evasion problems. But like like being human and sort of having the trials and tribulations is like important, you know, like. I'm, I don't think they could do a second one because yeah. Human Barbie is like the natural progression. Well, just have Ryan Gosling discover who he is. That's it. So just call it Ken. Ken. <laughs> yeah, like... Barbie thinks it... Like, it's literally someone, like, in general growing up. Not just women, but, like... You know, discovering death, someone close to you dies, you have existential crises, panic attack, depression, you get old. It's part of life. Get used to it. Ah, <laughs> uh, nihilism. <laughs> nihilism. I don't think it was very nihilistic. Like, it was very... 
Like it's like, is it's opti? What's it called? It's like optimistic nihilism. O- optimistic nihilism. We're like nothing matters, but like that's kind of the beauty of it. You can make the most of life. Yeah, you can. You, you can make the. Most I was of very life. worried about like the Mattel stuff, like the CEO, because <laughs> I, when they're like, oh, we have to go to Barbie Land. I was like, ah, oh, it's... Uh. <laughs> they just show up. No, like, I'm so glad that they just disappear and then show up and then agree with everything that was said. <laughs> because it makes them money. <laughs> Do the CEOs of Mattel not care? Or are they just brutally honest? Like, yeah. Yep. yeah that's it us. makes us money. <laughs> yeah, that's us. That makes sense. I don't know. I thought it was very... It was very funny. I was tearing up at the end with the Barbie stuff. I really think... This, it was so well done. I don't, I mentioned like two tiny flaws, but like, I don't know. I would watch it again for sure. I got, I convinced my mom that it's a good movie and that she should go watch it. My sister is now going to go watch it. Like, I need everyone to see I'm going to take everyone as much as possible, too. <laughs> we need to get the word out there. Barbie is the best movie of the year so far. I still think Spider-Verse might be my favorite of this That's year. That's fair, too. I'm not going to judge. Like that. That's probably my favorite of the year still. I, I've seen a decent amount of movies this year, but I've only seen like 20 from this year. Like, I've been very slow with movies from this year. I've been very just, good at watching movies Well, this a year. lot of movies have came out. It's just the fact you're waiting for a good movie to come out. <laughs> yeah, I'm so done with mediocrity. Like, even the good... Like, apparently, Dead Reckoning's, like, amazing. I, did, I didn't go see it, because I didn't finish the Mission Impossible. I just saw the stuff where Tom Cruise almost died, and I'm like, that's awesome. In a train. <laughs> Uncharted... Mo- uh, speaking of good movies um talk to me is coming out at the end of the year right i thought it was in august is it in oh shit do you think that has any shot at at least getting oscar <gasps> no, no. Oh, it's no. a horror movie yeah that's fair so it's like i hear it's like really good <laughs> I and think... now all of a sudden it popped out it's the is it the mandela effect like you talked about it once and now i just see it everywhere <laughs> No, because yeah, so they're marketing it. That's oh, why. That's why. Okay. okay. I, I thought it was just going crazy. I'm very interested in it. The movie itself looks fine. But the fact that two YouTuber bros are, are becoming giant successful filmmakers and are doing a fucking Street Fighter movie, like, that, that's exciting. You know, it gives, it gives people hope, you know. Like, it's like, hey, listen, I could do this if I was, if I tried, you know. If I just made a video of Ronald McDonald slaughtering people in a McDonald's, maybe I could make good movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, those videos were so good. I grew kidding. up with those videos, which I don't know what that says about me, but like I was like 12 and I stumbled upon them and I thought they were Back fucking awesome. There were a lot of them on YouTube and they didn't. They were hyper graphic. The Mortal Kombat one was nuts. Like fucking ripping out each other's intestines. A dude ripped a lady's jaw off and like ripped out their tongue. There's like a guy that gets his face grilled. Like it's fucking gnarly, but it's so good. And then there's Black Scorpion. 
<laughs> Black Scorpion. I just, I Black Scorpion wins. There was an, <laughs> there was another one. It was another funny skit. I really or, am curious how they'll do Street Fighter though. That's fair. Like, they went on like a circuit. They're like, oh, we're at Warner Brothers. Oh, we're at Disney. Oh, and like. They, they went on, like, a circuit and were posting about, like, look where we are, look where we are. And then they announced Street Fighter. Is it going to be, like, a hard R Street Fighter with uh, blood and shit? Mm, <laughs> are they going to, like, tone it mm, down or something? Uh, maybe, like, campy, if it was like that? Campy. Like, campy gore, if that makes sense? Sure. Like, it's over the top, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like, so is Mortal Kombat, but, like, I mean, like, kind of like, car- not cartoon, like... Like, maybe like Tom and Jerry cartoonish. I don't know. I just don't imagine Street Fighter with blood and guts. I don't either. Which is curious why they were attached to a Street Fighter project. Yeah. They wrote their movie, so it makes sense that nothing's happened yet, because there's a writer's strike. (laughs) They can't really write anything right now. Although, they're from Australia, so I don't know if they're a part of the Writers Guild. So they, like... Bum, 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 bum. So they, they like, could write it. Uh, anywho, Barbie. We're talking about Barbie. Uh, I I could probably keep talking about it, but, like, nothing's coming to mind in terms of, like, a specific, like, point. I just think it was extremely well-crafted. It was very funny. I, it was emotional at times. Ken is a scene-stealer. I liked the Margot Robbie arc. I... Some of those lines stuck, though. Like, she's like, every night's girl's night. And how he's, like, depressed. So when he becomes douche Ken, he's like, every night's boy's night. How does that make you feel? Like, he's like a child. <laughs> like, it's pretty good. <laughs> but then you start to, like, question the rules. Because it's like, Barbie's being played with. But no one's playing with Ken. But he went to the real world. And then he establishes the page chart. <laughs> I feel like they don't really care about consistency, and that kind of makes it more funny. Because it's like, we don't really give a shit. We're just going to kind of keep just going. With it. Yeah, we're just, just, just going with like it. It's like Adam Sandler. It's like, just go with it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I... Ah. Uh, I don't know. I really loved it. If I, I do want to see it a second time. There were so, my theater was about eighty percent women, twenty percent men. Mine was like, but the people laughing the hardest were guys. So I find that kind of interesting. Uh, I feel like I only I saw one guy. <laughs> like the only guy there. One guy with his, I think it was his sisters, and he looked like one of those Sigma guys, like like the. He had glasses, and he looked like one of those guys who'd look at Sigma memes. <laughs> so I feel like that's why he was going. He dragged his family to go watch it. <laughs> it's going to be so funny. It's not the girls dragging the brother. It's the brother dragging the sister. It's the boyfriend dragging the girlfriend. <laughs> to watch Barbie. Dropping the kids off at Oppenheimer so the adults can watch Barbie. Everyone came up dressed, too. I've really? n- never seen that. They went dressed? Like, they they came in with their pink dress. Like, I had... There were fucking teenagers or, like, grown-ass women who... Damn. Like, not to insult My them. My screening was not like that. Not to, I'm not insulting them. I'm just I'm just saying grown-ass because they're, they're 
adult. They're adults. They're you know, dressing I up have, to go I follow party. people that have mentioned that during the double feature they'd had outfits. And th- this was coming from guys I follow. <laughs> so I'm like, where is your Ken outfit? <laughs> I should, wash, your Ken I should outfit. wear that bad boy down. That might it's dirty because I have to hand wash it, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I should wear that bad boy, the drive jacket to Barbie. <laughs> The next you time should I dress up as driver from Drive. <laughs> I get the gloves. I have the sunglasses in my car. You have toothpick tooth for the picks. one scene. You're just sitting there like this watching. So no, no, the... you're sitting like this. You're like pondering. You're pondering your existence. Should I be in the corner or in the mid? You have I'd to be, be in, in the, the direct yeah. middle. You're Taking surrounded by women. And you're just like... My... Looking off to the... Yeah, you flip sides. And they're like, literally... what are you doing? I literally, I drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's literally. <laughs> I don't know that I I give it a ten. I absolutely loved it. I don't have too many complaints. I I wanted to watch Little Bird before Lady Bird. Yeah. Before this, and I haven't seen Little Women since it came out in 2019. But I don't know. This is probably her best from the two <laughs> that I've watched. Well, she has four movies. I just haven't seen the other one. Um, what would you give it? A zero out of ten. Damn! My gossip's not into that. Way too feminist. It <laughs> hates men. Woke political. Woke bullshit. Woke political. And Ben Shapiro, you can challenge me to a Barbie critique, and I will absolutely destroy you with facts and logic. Damn. Imagine com- bringing a notepad to a theater. How miserable do you have to be? Imagine he started his Barbie review by burning Barbies, but like he just bought Barbies. He gave them money so he could burn them and is giving them publicity by shitting on it for likes. Like, how dumb do you have to be? Imagine looking for complaints in a movie that's perfect. (laughs) It's very good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so then I will do opposite. Oppen pooper. Oppen pooper. <laughs> so, Nolan, I respect him. I don't love him. I've seen the Dark Knight trilogy. I've seen Tenet. And I've seen Dunkirk. <laughs> His big ones, like Interstellar, Inception, Memento, have completely passed me. <laughs> I, I didn't watch those. And this is the film bro director. This is this is the film bro director. This is this is the guy that college that high school bros think is the best director. <laughs> Or 12-year-olds. Um, or 12-year-olds. They're like, oh my gosh, I love... No, they're the guy... That, they're the people that are just getting into movies and they think Nolan's like an obscure pick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. have you heard of this guy, Christopher Nolan? He's like pretty have good. Have you watched Inception? Have you watched The Dark Knight? Have you watched Interstellar? <laughs> have you seen Dunk? <laughs> yes, I've seen Dunk. That got me into Little Dark Age and it's on YouTube. <laughs> what? <laughs> So, okay, I that's my catalog. It's not a ton. I am not a mega fan, but I've seen some of his stuff and I respect that, right? Oppenheimer, I've watched this first, but it's the second half of Barbenheimer. People said, oh, it's super heavy. You should watch it after Barbie. I watched it before because otherwise it would either be at noon or at five o'clock <laughs> yeah and i and that's a three-hour movie and i didn't want to be in town until nine so i 
wait for the noon showing. Um, got out at like three, and then a half hour later, I went to Barbie. So I watched Oppenheimer, and it's fantastic. I don't know which one is better, because they are two wildly different things going for wildly different tones and messages and stuff. The complaints for this one are that it doesn't show the aftermath of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but he never went there, and he never met a Japanese person. People think it's about the bomb. It's about the guy that made the bomb. Read the fucking type. It's not atomic bomb. It's not. It's Oppenheimer. The bomb's called Little Fat Man and Little Boy, or something like that. But like it's. It's not called Fat Man and Little Boy. It's called Oppenheimer. It's called Oppenheimer. Like people like Grace Rand who dissed the movie for that. Well, to be fair, some people have complaints about how the women are written. And that's like Nolan a... Moments. Nolan moments. He does not write his women very well, I will admit. This one is a tiny little bit better, kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely shocked he just doesn't have them talk in the movie. Just has them not talk at all. The, there's a good scene with Emily Blunt that people love, like, in the third act with her. But I will admit Florence Pugh's kind of just there to show her titties. So, but is that worth price of admission alone? I think so. Maybe, <laughs> I think so. Maybe that's why Nolan made the movie. He's like, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm a huge fan of yours, Florence Pugh. It's like, yes. There's a scene where he's with his mistress, right? Yes. And she's topless, and she's like, okay. And Nolan's like, will you agree to do it? <laughs> and she's so like, yeah, agree. yeah. I want to work with you. Scary. <laughs> he like goes to his trailer. Yeah, we got. <laughs> we got. We got. Get my cameras. I need four different angles. <laughs> we need the close-ups. We need the long t- <laughs> I need everything. I need every shot need of her tits we can white. possibly get. <laughs> I need it in black and white. I need it in 3D. I need a 360 <laughs> camera. <laughs> I need it in IMAX. I need it on. It's th- <laughs> like, like listing off. I to need me. it in 4D. I need it in 8. Can't. 8K floor. I need it in 8K. I need it in 4K. I need it in 1080p. 1080p. 120p. Pixelated titty. I want it now. <laughs> so it is actually kind of done artfully because it's not like right. Like the first time you see it, it's like briefly. The boobies? Yes. <laughs> like you normally I'm very uncomfortable with nudity. Like, in movies. Like, especially in a theater. Like, you don't know what other people are thinking. You don't know what happens to them. I don't want to be in a theater with an erect dude. That's weird. (laughs) But this was very... I would say tasteful. Because, like... It's not... It's not like they showed everything... Every time they possibly could. It's in two scenes. In one scene, it's there for about two seconds before she covers up. And in the other scene, she's there for about 30 seconds. (laughs) Like, it's, like, it's very little time. They, like, when they do have sex, it's, like, covered for most of it. And, like, the other times you see it, they're not doing anything. They're kind of just chilling. 
So I, I don't think it's, like, poorly used, like other movies, you know? Like, other people, like the fucking guy that did Blunt, would have had 20 minute long... <laughs> 20 minutes of the movie be with the main... With the woman bare tits out, right? Andrew Dominique would have definitely had... Like, if he did this movie, he would have Florence Pugh there for 20 minutes with her boobs out. Like, 110%. In this movie, it's like 45 seconds. (laughs) Eating to his fetish. Yeah, basically. Well, Nolan is just starting to know what sex is. (laughs) (laughs) He's in his 50s, but he's finally getting... He's understanding the concept. He has a kid somewhere. See, I was waiting to see Killian Murphy penis, and there was no Killian Murphy penis, so I'm going to have to dock all of the points. There's no literally me penis. (laughs) Yeah, there's no... There's no average size penis, so, you know, zero. There's no um, jumbo-sized penis. Is, does, is he jumbo-sized? I am. You're jumbo-sized? Because he's literally me. Ah, okay. Killian Murphy. Some people are joking that, like, is he stupid? Of course it would kill people. He made a bomb. But it's like, he kind of had to. Because if they didn't do it... Germany would have done it. He is, like... And he was more there to have the science done, but it just so happened that how the science was being funded was into making a bomb. And of course... Steve Oppenheimer was Jewish, right? That's not his name, but he was Jewish, yes. (laughs) See, that's another reason. Would you not... Would you want the country that's slaughtering your people to make the bomb first? (gasps) No. (laughs) So, like... And there's a scene in the movie that I thought was very... This is kind of spoilery. Kind of. You haven't seen it yet, but this is history. So he's in a room, and they're trying to figure out where to drop the bombs. And there's a guy that's like, we're not going to drop it on Kyoto due to Japanese culture. That, and I went there with my wife, and it was very beautiful. And that's, like, straight-up colonization shit. (laughs) Like, we're going to spare this place because it's beautiful. Like, that white person moment. <laughs> white person moment. The people that are complaining that it doesn't have a Japanese perspective, it's not supposed to. It's following the white guy. <laughs> he made the bomb. He never encountered a Japanese person. So, it, of course, it, <laughs> it wouldn't be that. You'd be making up fictional shit for no reason. What would be the point of him meeting them? They'd, like, spit on him? Like, that's it? What would happen? <laughs> like, what what would be the point of adding that perspective? People think it's about the bomb. It's not about the bomb. It's about him. They don't even show Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings. They breeze over that part because he wasn't there. <laughs> you know, he he just kind of got the report and that was it. I mean, is, wouldn't that be a little more powerful with him just... Being told, yeah, dude, the bombs you made killed millions of people. Thousands. Oh, yeah, sorry. It was thousands. thousands. But I want to also say the performances... Millions of people. I'm fucking delusional. Yeah, The the performances are freaking stellar in this movie. Killian Murphy, if he doesn't win the Oscar, he's going to fucking lose to Bradley Cooper, right? Who's playing fucking Leonard Bernstein. He's caked in makeup. 
he like made this movie. He's really and beats the. He's gonna be like doing fucking weird music shit, and like he's going to be baby as fuck and caked in makeup. And he's gonna yell and scream, and then Killian Murphy cry, cry, and then Killian Murphy. It's all in his head. It's the eye acting. He doesn't scream. He doesn't fucking cry. He just he raises his voice slightly in a meeting when he's being overwhelmed. Like that's it. Like the dude is so good at. Now, usually I don't really care if it's Beatty if it works in the story, but like, I need him to win the Oscar. <laughs> I need him to win. I, I need him to, to be nominated, and I need him to win. This dude's stellar. Now, people have, right, before Oppenheimer came out, people were like, Robert Denny Jr. And, but I thought he was going to be a cameo. He's in about 15 minutes of the movie, but... He's used throughout the movie. He is phenomenal in it. Like, I I yeah. thought, like, RDJ is spectacular in the movie. Like, it's his best performance I've maybe ever seen from him. Now, I haven't seen everything from him, so just keep that you in mind. You haven't seen Doolittle? I did watch Doolittle, <laughs> and it was fucking shit. He was fantastic, though. He was so good. I really thought... That, like, he's, like, when I came out of the theater, I'm like, yeah, he was good. I liked him. But the more I think about his impact in the movie, I think he just gets better and better once you, like, you keep sitting on it, you know? He, he doesn't yell or scream either until one scene at the end, also while he's overwhelmed. So it feels more natural than in most other movies where he just screams for no reason and escalates it for no reason like it makes sense when there is an outburst you know like how he acts is great and like he has like an accent that never felt weird because he is german or the character he's playing is a german. lot of people worked on were german so yeah, yeah, <laughs> um he's not a part of the crew that made the bomb he's in a different part oh, but he's still signed but like how like his life is mixed with oppenheimer's is super interesting there, oh, there's so many good performances. Alden Ehrenreich, he is like a counselor or like a lawyer or something that's working with RDJ. And he's like on par with them. Like he has a couple of great quips. He has like a very meaningful line near the end of the movie. Like he's pretty great. Like imagine going from solo, which I hear is okay, to like this. And he's like terrific. I thought he was really good. Rami Malek, three oh, minutes of the movie, and he gives an explosive scene at the end. Like, it's not, you know the meme where it's like, or like the, it's like, what person has very little time but has a huge impact? I feel like that's nearly everyone in the movie. I, I have I have three questions about performances. Three people. Okay. 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 Josh. Or Drake and Josh. Barely in it. I thought he was okay, but he's the guy that presses the bomb. And... He does a lot of good face acting. Uh, Devin Bostick from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Barely in it. Does have a funny line, though. Like, 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 the thing is, most of these people didn't need to be in it. But I'm glad they are, you know. Like, it could have been very... The movie didn't technically need to be three hours. But I'm glad it was. 
because we would have missed out on a lot of very interesting stuff with the characters and whatever. What was the third person? Jack Quaid. <laughs> he plays the bongo. <laughs> he plays the bongo. He's, he's really good. Like, he's not in it a ton. Like, most of these people are not in it a ton. Right? But there's a scene where, like, they're hearing the announcement of the bombs going off, and he's, like, panicking at, like, a door... But he, like, handshakes someone, but you could see him, like, tremble a little bit. Like, nearly everyone does something interesting and is, like, really good. J- K- Casey Affleck. I forgot he was in the movie. He's in it for a scene. He plays, like, a psychotic captain. And, like, he's so menacing by just being there. And I don't know if it's the score, which, by the way, is phenomenal because it's Ludwig Gorns. <laughs> like, yeah, I hear the... The score is fucking great. Like, oh my god. Okay. I, <laughs> it's so good. Tenet was snubbed for score. And if this is snubbed, I'm going to fucking piss everyone. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. So what you're telling me is this is winning best ensemble at the Golden Globes? Ensemble? They don't have that category. Who is I mean, the, the SAG? The SAG, yes. I, I hope. That'd be great. I, Because not every person is essential. I don't know if they would go for it. Because they like it when everyone oh, feels right. essential. In They're the doing ensemble. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm already turning against it. I haven't even seen the damn movie. I just don't want Robert De Niro to win a third Oscar. Okay, that's so boring. He already has two. Fuck up. <laughs> I just don't want Serge Casey to win another Oscar. Scorsese said, well, he has one. Well, he should deserve some. He does. I will admit, he probably should have two. Right? But th- this is Nolan's year. This is Nolan's. And this is Gerwig's. This is Gerwig's. We need those two desperately. Like, I need one of those two to win. Like, very bad. Or maybe Spider-Verse could win. That'd be possible. <laughs> best Spider-Verse being nominated for Best Picture is the day I shit my pants. I am sorry. It might happen. Because critics groups are going... Like, I know the Hollywood critics awards mid-season whatever doesn't matter but like if that's win competitive at critics awards shows like critics groups that could very easily get into like seven categories at the oscars like very easy like the score feels essential right the screenplay the visual effects you know, I feel like editing could be a possibility. The first one animated movie to get it, who knows? And it fucking wins. Oh, I would come. <laughs> I would come. Holy shit, I'm gonna come. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm gonna come. Anywho, Oppenheimer is so good. Nearly every performance is great. Emily Blunt, I will admit, I get another female character, go figure. Is kind of underutilized because Nolan moment. <laughs> But there's a scene with her in the third act that's very good, where she like lays into a guy, and it's really funny. <laughs> if you watched Inception, the whole Nolan writes women poorly uh, connects. <laughs> <laughs> it tracks. Okay, um, you're just like, oh, that. Okay. I get it now. I get it. He he hates women. I mean, maybe he just doesn't understand how to write women because he's not. Because he's a man. Because, like, when I play with G.I. Joes, I just wouldn't have the female G.I. Joes talk. 
because I didn't know how a woman would act. In the specific scene. <laughs> so I'm not a woman. I'm a man. I'm a man. I don't know how a woman would react to fucking expl- their legs flying off. <laughs> <laughs> they would scream. That's what would happen. No, um, they'll just stay quiet. So p- people have mentioned in the past that Nolan's sound mixing is shit. And though I have pretty good ears, and I can hear almost everything that they say in those movies, even through the music, you could hear everything. There's not a sound mixing issue in this movie. It's well done. The bomb scene was extremely tense. (laughs) Like, it was very, very... Like, I knew everyone would be fine. But, like, how they set it up is so thrilling when it didn't have to be. Like, it was really well done. There's the third act in particular has so many great moments with Oppenheimer. There's a scene you'll watch it. He's talking to the people that made the Manhattan, like the bomb, and how like he's acting and how he's seeing everything in his eyes, and how like his world is like changing around him. How he's like basically having a panic attack, like it's very interesting and really like well done in terms of the craft. The fact that there was not a single CG shot is nuts. <laughs> like, did they wave, like, light sticks around in the dark to get some of those, like, fusion shots, you know? Like, they must have done something. It was cool. Gary Oldman, he's in it. He's, like, caked in makeup. He's Harry Truman for a scene. And, like, he's very American. He says Nagasaki. He's Nagasaki. <laughs> and, like, but it's, like... His scene's so good, it's, like, very, like, stressful, because, like, you just understand how little he gives a shit about the lives that died. And, like, it's a very heavy movie, but I feel like I was able to walk away sort of knowing, like, the theme pretty well. Because he's explored this theme in other movies, Tenet in particular. Like, the he's very anti-nuclear war and anti-atomic bomb you know, that that's a big part of Tenet. That's, you know, <laughs> the guy that made the bomb. Wow, crazy. I don't know. I love the movie. It's, it's so good. I would love to watch it again. It is three hours, and it felt like two. It breezes by. I'll give it a ten. I feel like that's the Nolan movies I've seen. The, where they're, 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 they're really long, but they feel really... Well, they don't feel short. They just feel shorter than the runtime. The, yeah. Except for Dark Knight Rises. That movie's fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, he just sits in the... Okay. And then Boy. Bane's just there, and then there's people... I am back! Okay. What? What? Bane's underutilized. But still the best portrayal of Bane. Because we've only had two. It's <laughs> better than... <laughs> it's better than a macho guy for no reason so in terms of I think I'd put him equally Barbie and Oppenheimer I'd put him equally for different reasons and then I'd have Spider-Verse at one for me what Spider-Verse made me feel d- did not happen in these other two movies so I, that, that's why it's still number one but very good I do have one other review, but I've been talking a lot, so you could hop on to the next one. Oh, yeah, you have the bear. Um, I do have the bear. 
Oh my god, it's getting late, man. It's fine. It's only ten o'clock. Um. Oh yeah, Spider-Man. Miles Morales. More Alice. How was this? How much was this game when it came out? Fifty. And it was just by itself. Yes. This game should have been thirty. I. God. Or at least DLC. I don't know if it should have been DLC. I don't know. I. I respect the price because it's not atrocious. Yeah, it's not. It's just I feel it's like there's less than the regular less. price, and that's helpful. <laughs> but it's also less of a game. But I feel like it's not like ten dollars less of a game. I think it's like half of a game, but like not in a bad way. It just has less content than Spider Man. Like it I does. did everything in Miles Morales. I did too. It like it, pretty quick. It took me literally two days, and I didn't do it. I didn't have long sittings. Oh, I so. I fuck around a lot in games, so it took me longer than that. Actually, but. that's not true. I didn't do all the crime things because those are repetitive and boring. In my opinion, the was, tokens are pointless. And the tokens, almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm gonna start off with what I like about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Moment I like I, it's more satisfying to swing around as Miles because he has the swagger of a black tween. <laughs> tween. <laughs> no, I I do. Damn, I, that's what IGN said. That is what they said. But I do think his animations are a lot better than Peter because he does have a personality to his swing. He's not a white kid. He's he, not a white guy. Yeah, he has just swings. He has personality to his swinging. The Miles voice actor, I know Nazi you said cheater. it. But he's actually incredible in this game. He's very good. Um, uh, I like the the snow for, for the oh map, the particle for, for the map. Yeah, the game is very gorgeous. Yeah, uh, I think the gameplay is improved with Venom. Sometimes invisible. Sometimes, yeah, stealth is a lot easier, and I don't think it's as repetitive as the fir- as the first game because of stealth. Um. Now oh, I, I do like some parts of the story. I really like Rio Morales and yep. her dynamic with Miles. They could have did a little bit more with it, but it's mm-hmm. not a huge deal. Um, sure. Uh, man. Negatives time? <laughs> man. Negatives time. Like, it's... Man. No, I, Miles might, I might go a little bit too hard, but it doesn't mean I... It's like Final Fantasy sixteen. I might go a little bit too hard because... But it doesn't mean I fucking hate it. But, um... Oh, I forgot to talk about it. But the side stuff that happens... First of all, the app is stupid. The little spider app or whatever. Yeah. I think that's kind of stupid. But I do like the side missions. Where you just go around. Like, there's a mission where you just help someone start up his truck. Yeah. Well, that's very Spider-Man. Like, that's... uh, We need that in Spider-Man, too. Or does there's a couple where he goes and finds cats, like those the missions where he doesn't just beat up thugs. In my opinion, are such a breath of fresh air that they should have like done the what first he is. game. He's not like a city saver. He's like yeah. A, he's he's supposed to be the everyman, you know. So he like he's like he tries to get a cat out of a tree, and then he gets scratched to hell. And it's funny like that. <laughs> The, the 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 one where you start up the truck, 
I had this thought in the back of my head that it turns out that the truck is stolen and he has to hijack the car. But no, it just turns out it's just a mission about you helping a guy deliver toys for Christmas. That's puck. I, I will say, did, uh, did, did you like... I know this is jumping way ahead. Did you like... Uh, you don't have to like the ending, but did you like, I don't know, the part of the ending where... Like, the people know his identity, but they kind of Spider-Man to it, where they keep it secret because they respect him as, like, a person for all that they've done to the community. It's like in Raimi's Spider-Man 2, his mask is pulled off, and he saves the train, but instead of them telling everyone, he's like, your secret's safe with us because we respect you, they have something similar in this, where, like, he takes the energy and has it in the air. But his mask is off, and there's, like, people in Harlem that see it, but instead of telling it to the reporters, they respect for what he did, so they let him go and aren't gonna spread it and stuff. Like, I thought that was pretty well done. Yeah, I really like the part where they, yeah, the reporters come in, and then they're like, uh-huh, I don't uh, know what you're who's, talking what about. What are you talking about? <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder what it's like if you didn't do, the, do those people's side quests. Is it just well, if you just context? ignored it and did the story. <laughs> yeah, if you just did the story. Because I think it hits a lot harder if you do the side quests. Which you do. <laughs> Which, Which I, I did I do. Did that, but, yeah. Um, I like his dynamic with the deaf girl. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, like the the one part of it. Yeah. He's, like, trying to hit on her, but he doesn't know how to do sign language. So, like, he, he learns it just to be more friends with her, and I think that's cool. But yeah, she should, hopefully she's in Spider-Man 2 more. Honestly, <laughs> they don't just abandon honestly. it. Yeah, honestly, they probably will. Yeah, I, I did like that. Yeah, I that did was like a nice. It. That was a nice little. The sp- stuff when it's not the giant mega shit is yeah. T- dumb I up. did think it was a big breath of fresh air after Spider the the Spider Man game where you're not destroying the city. The only thing that really happens like that in Spider Man is you save the pigeon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. that's otherwise everything's like has a ton of stakes. You know, everything's huge. Mm-hmm. Which, I I hope they tone it down a little bit, just for that side stuff in Spider-Man 2. Because I do think, if they do mix the high stakes with the some of the low stakes, I do think it would f- blend things better together. Sure. If you understand what I mean. Like, yeah. you can have those moments where you're not fighting or t- destroying half the city. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, uh, I do... The, the the missions where you play as uh, just Miles, like where you're walking around, or the, just walking around, or whatever, and you're just yeah. talking to people, like the scene with the, the the one with the apartment. I know it's just walking stuff, and people do hate that, but I do like it when Miles is just out on the field and he's just being himself, and he's yeah. using that to get more information to help people. Yeah, that's. I also like the prowler. Some people don't because he doesn't serve a ton of a point. Yeah, but I, I think it's that. gonna help more in the new one, especially because he's on Craven's hit list. <laughs> yeah, like he's not like he's trying to be better, and he does become better at the end. Oh my god! And that boss fight is actually really good. <laughs> I do like the Prowler one. The Prowler one. That's yeah. a good boss fight. Yeah, I do. Re- I- I-, I do like the Tinker boss fight at I- the end because it's like four too. stages. And it escalates where it's like there's like hundreds of saws and shit. You're like trying to dodge everything. Then like it has destructible environments too, so you can like kick her through a 
into glass and then it shatters. Yeah, I do. I do really like that one too. I think this actually improved the boss fights a lot. Rhino was kind of lame, but okay. But it it's just like it's like a thick thug. Like, yeah. no one can do anything interesting with Rhino, because it's just Rhino. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you run him into a fucking... Like, you run him into a, like, a, a truck, and, like, that's it. That's how you beat him. Imagine Rhino defeating Spider-Man. That's boring. That's fair. <laughs> just like the fact that he fought them and Scorpion at the same time and beat him with ease. What happened? That... Fuck. Um, I think the short runtime for the story hurt the story i do, i kind of agree because they tried to make finn a sympathetic character but is your like, main issue with finn yeah in terms of the is, negatives that is my main issue with the story is just finn damn <laughs> because like i don't i want to like her but like you don't really get that sense that they're like friends like they're close oh friends. sure it's just sort of forced like they're friends we don't need to show you they're friends. They're just friends. They show you the flashbacks, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they then all of the the collectible the the backpack collectibles, if you want to call them that, in this game are connected to Finn. I just didn't care because they're just talking about it. And like I, I don't know. My biggest issue with the game me. is Genki. <laughs> I absolutely fucking despise Genki. <laughs> and I absolutely despise Finn. Genki is. He I was never funny. Not. He like he he is a Sony. It's he's a part of the Sony problem where they have to fucking talk twenty four seven to explain every goddamn thing that's, that's happening on screen, or they have to do giant science mumbo jumbo nonsense he's, that he's, absolutely makes zero he's, sense. He's better with in Spider Verse. We just like knows he's Spider Man, but he just doesn't give a shit. He's just like, hey, yeah, right, I'm playing thing? video games. Like. <laughs> I don't really care. Not. His best... F yeah, he tried to make him Ned. They, they tried to make him Ned. Well, that's really because Genki came there. before Ned. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they took... Well, no, Ned... Ned was a... Round, round but, but they what they made, made Ned, Ned was just yeah. Genki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they needed the guy behind the chair with us, which is a trope I, I do actually really hate for superheroes. Guy in the chair? I d even do hate Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Oracle? It's so stupid. Well, what else is Mostly she going to do? She's paralyzed. Because <laughs> they fridged her. Ah, that's true. Well, she didn't die, so is it fridging? Yeah, but they put her in danger. Ah, so. for the male character. For yeah, the male you're right. character. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back to Finn. She reminds me a lot of Flag Smasher. That's my issue. Ah! Okay, I see. I see. Like, that's that's kind of fair, actually. They're like... I'm the good guy. And then you they commit terrorism. And then <laughs> they, they commit terrorism. terrorism. Like, how am I supposed to sympathize with that? <laughs> now that you put it like that, that's kind of fair. Like, she's she's like, Miles is like, it's going to destroy the city. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> I know she doesn't realize it until she sees the destruction. But, like, I just... Sure. Was there no thought into her plan? <laughs> Did she not think? Like, her whole plan was think. to... Destroy the power. De destroy the plaza. Like, well, she's she's an eat the eat the rich motherfucker, and it yeah, went you, poorly. <laughs> you, think, you think that's gonna make them eat the rich? Like Miles is absolutely right. Like domestic terrorism is not gonna arrest them. It's just gonna make them look better. That's true. But then he gets arrested anyway because they leak stuff. Yeah, it's like it's better to just get information and leak it. Like you don't have to fucking blow up the half the city. To get a message. And 
for it to be a bad message. Yeah. Doing it wrong. Like, they could have did stuff with Finn. And make it a Doc Ock situation. Because also I felt like that him showing her that he was Finn happened way too early, too. Oh, that they knew each other's secret identities? Yeah, that happened way too early. It was also super obvious that it was... Because, like, in the trailers, you couldn't see the hair under the mask or whatever. But in the game, you could see her hair immediately. So I'm like, ah, it's Finn! And And then... They reveal it's Finn, and it's supposed to be this huge thing, but I'm like, okay, but I, I, I deduced that because your modeling was poor. Like, <laughs> at least at least show uh, Miles and Finn's relationship before you reveal that. They did. There was the dinner famous. scene. Yeah, the dinner scene. And the dishes. And the dishes. <laughs> but, like, they're just like, remember when? And you're like, not really. <laughs> I, I wasn't there, so I don't really remember. Who... I, I, I hope that's not the issue with Harry, because Harry has been a, gone for a while. And they should do flashbacks to introduce him before they do the Remember Ones, or do the Remember Ones, then flashback. Even though sure. flashbacks ruin pacing a lot. Yeah. Or uh, that is a, that's a concern, because it's like, guys, I've been friends with Harry this whole time. That was the issue with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay, but they at least had an entire set of side quests in the first game with Harry. That's fair. But I didn't do them because they were bad missions. They were not great. Like, one of them's just like, oh my god, there's this toxic poison that's polluting the air. If I don't stop it, it'll destroy the city. But it's like a side quest. (laughs) You would think this would be a bigger issue, and it wouldn't just pop up the moment you decide to go after it. (laughs) Excuse me? And there's one with strawberries, I thought. Or am I just losing my mind? I think you're just losing your mind. I just know the pollution one. I think that's the only one I did. <laughs> I did all of them. I just forgot. I swore to God there was one with fucking strawberries. Oh my God. Am I losing my mind? No, wait. Wait. No. There has to be. There has to be one. I swore to God there was one with strawberries. <laughs> oh, no, wait. They need am, to... I, am I thinking about Spider-Man 3? <laughs> Someone help! No, because he's like eating. It's like, mmm, strawberry. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the pie. Mmm, yeah. strawberry. <laughs> what, do you, no, it's, it's, what do you think of the pie? Mmm, strawberry. So I don't know. So good. This is so good. I thought he said str- Someone in a Spider-Man story at some point said strawberries. I swear to God, I'm not losing my mind. Someone, it's like, mmm, strawberry. <laughs> I think I am losing my mind. It's fine. This might be a hot take. Yeah. But I did all the side missions before I even started the story. <laughs> so I got the 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 I was it Uptown Pride suit? Or I don't remember what it's called. It's literally just a black suit with gold. That's an awful suit. I think No, his... but it's the colors of the BLM. Yeah, but like I'd rather have a better design than just his generic design with just Gold on it. Yeah. Gold on it. But I think his suits are not very good in this game. Like, I know I like some of... Like, there's a cyberpunk one that's pug. (laughs) I I didn't like it. The only one I liked was... The base one? Not the base one and the uh, streetwear one, because it reminds me of... I like the one... With the kitty the on backpack, it. Yeah. I, I like this, the street one because it reminds me of when he makes his own suit in Spider-Verse, and that's it. Sure. Because and that, then the Spider-Verse suit, where it's yeah. lower frame rate and stuff. I use that suit a lot. Because, <laughs> like, Spider-Verse finds... 
what did the I didn't check out the effects. Did that do anything? Like the perks it had, or there might have been a perk for it. I don't know. Oh, I haven't played it since it came out three years ago. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna play it again. <laughs> I want to play Spider Man again, but I really don't want to play Miles Morales. <laughs> well, I mean, Miles isn't that long. It's just like it's kind of. I felt more annoyed with it this time around. I don't know. It's your review, but I've played it too, and it's kind of... I give it a six, but I'm talking about it like it's good, but it's like, I would still give it a six. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, f- for me, one of the things that really downed it for me was the generator stuff. How you have to power up the generator with venom attacks in, like, every single mission. Oh, sure. Every single tiny objective and every single base or whatever the heck. Sure. That's... That's kind of annoying. And unlike in, in Spider-Man, if I remember correctly, you know, like, all the, the Far Cry missions where you have um, all the, just the hideouts for all the enemies and you can take them down however you want or you can just do the objectives. I felt like um, the ones with the, the evil corporation, they all just looked the same. There was no different layout. Like, in Spider-Man, there was, like, I remember there was, like, a bridge that you could pull down while people were on it. Or like, there's at least some variation, okay. but just for those corporation stuff. Oh, like, like with Roxxon, you with mean? With Roxxon, there was no variation with those hideouts. It was just like... Oh, they felt samey. Yeah, That's they fair. just all felt the same. Well, I thought that was so. kind of similar with the Kingpin hideouts. Most of them yeah. were mid. But, like... The only good one was the story one, where you could, like, pull on, like, like bars, or, like, you can hit a guy <laughs> with a steel beam. They, they at least had, like... At least some of them had, like, at least one gimmick on it. But, sure. like, yeah. I had my issues. <laughs> I had my issues with it. My biggest... Oh, my God. I, well, like, I mean, we talked about it last episode, but they kind of skim over his dad's death, like, a lot. Yeah. They, they, there's they not. Do. They don't talk about that at, and it at should, all. And it should be a big part, especially with Prowler in it. Like, yeah, What what's his angle? His brother died. <laughs> he never see it once. Yeah, like... Yeah, what you the don't, fuck? What, like, would that not want him to be even an even better person? Or, like, does he he's just like, eh? He don't care. Yeah, yeah. There's no way he didn't know. That was on the news. <laughs> like, yeah. what? And the, the whole fact that somehow he already knew Miles was Spider-Man was kind of weird, too. Like... I don't love that he tries to, like, train him as a criminal. Because, like, that's what they did in his initial run. And that's, like, one of the worst parts about it. Because he's not sympathetic. He's just, like, a guy that is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I love his dialogue and I love his character arc. But how, how he starts off as the prowler of, like, I have to train you. I, you have to be... He tries to, like, recruit him or something. I, I, didn't, I didn't see... It that way, I saw it as him trying to do it his way, and then he's like, "Nah, I I gotta do it my own way." Uh, nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Like and that. I thought the score d- didn't hit as hard. There weren't as many emotional moments. I will say, Rio Morales is like an OG. Is <laughs> is a, a G. There's no way, like, bro. If she's barely in the new one, I'm gonna be pissed. That's. That's like, true. dude, come on. And, um, um, was your game buggy? Yeah. 
I was playing on a patched PS5 version, and I was... And it was still buggy? I was going through walls. I was getting stuck in those electrical boxes on the streets. Like... There's a very, very... I don't complain much about bugs, but, like, this is a game that I thought would have been patched at least by now. Well, I I played it on a PS4 when it dropped. Yeah. So, I did You would think it'd be bad, and it... For the most part, I was unscathed. Several times, he would be a head only. His body oh, never yeah, that showed didn't up. Happen for me. <laughs> like, there's a scene after a cutscene where it start like it cuts, it fades in from black, and it's just his head. And you move around, and it's just his head. And I didn't know what to do, so like I had to like restart, and it came back thankfully. But like that's not. Okay, for a triple A game. <laughs> did, did you have um, some like it only happened for side quests? But I would have like occasionally just like one where like the dialogue box would appear, but like he wouldn't say anything. I don't remember that okay. much happening. Yeah. That's been three years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I do like the small details that they do that they should keep for Spider Man too, with just the. You know, cracks in the wall, and then cracks on... Cracking in general, when you throw someone against it, if it's a big enemy, I that that's, sure. goes a long way. But the battle damage on the suit, man. That, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah. You got pog your that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hate it, but, like, I think there's just so many flaws with it that I just have to... I just have to criticize it. What, what would you rate it? I, I'd agree with your 6 out of 10. Like, it's not a bad game. It's a it's a good game. Like, no, it's it's slightly above average. I would say that. Oh. And it's weird, because, like, I live in a family that doesn't play video games, and, like, they, they sometimes, like, mock dialogue, and sometimes it's fair because it's shit. But, like, I feel like these are decently well-written games, and then they'll be, like... They'll, like, mock it, and it, like, pisses me off. Because it's like, I don't mock the shit you watch. You should stop mocking the shit I play. <laughs> Did you ever think about that? Oh, my God. Would they have a field fest watching you play Resident Evil 4? <laughs> what is this, bingo? <laughs> or, oh, my... That scene I can never get out of my head where there's the Chainsaw Sisters going through the wall and runs t towards the chainsaws and does a fucking backflip. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nice. Yeah. That's part. They'd mock Leon Kennedy's voice lines. And they would. They'd, they'd go, what? They, they'd go, no thanks, bro. He doesn't say that in the remake, but. I, see, my sister watched me play Uncharted 4, and she didn't mock the dialogue, which is like a high bar for video games, which goes to show how well written it is. Like, like, you mean by like, watched, watched, like it. Like, every time we were playing, she'd go, oh, you're playing on Charter Park? Like, if she was there, she would watch. But that didn't mean she was there oh, every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's but, fair. like, yeah. when she was, and she saw me playing it, she'd be like, what's taking you so long? It's like, it's a big map, would you fuck up? Because, <laughs> and, like, she was there for the twist, and she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I think that's a high bar, is, like, my sister. Like, if she doesn't mock the dialogue, good writing. Good writing. 
I think that's like a lot of Naughty Dog games. They like clear that department in the writing. They do. They 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 really do. Well, I've only played two Naughty Dog games. The last <laughs> I I don't know if it's just me, but like I actually do really like it when other pe- like family members watch me play. Sure. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, my dad watched me the entirety I was playing Forbidden West. Rip. <laughs> like, not that he gave a shit, but he was puzzling almost every single time I was playing video games. And they're both downstairs. So, like, I'm playing. <laughs> and he's puzzling. And, like, he was getting invested. Right? He's like, well, why don't you do this? And I'm like, you should play that. <laughs> it's ass. Ugh. <laughs> oh. The final boss was... I have complained about the I'm not going to talk about the fight. The final boss in Forbidden West is so fucking shit. Yeah, final bosses are hard to nail. In my opinion. Yeah, it's so fucking shit. That game's so suck. This game suck. Like, despite the fact that it's better in nearly every way, I still think it's shit. <laughs> I think it's like a six or... A, it's maybe good. a seven. Maybe I'm being too mean. It's good, but in ways that didn't need improvement. Well, like, sense. it looks prettier... It was already a pretty looking game. Its score goes harder. The score already went hard, right? The sound design is more interesting. The sound design was already good. Like, they just improved on the technical elements, and then the characters were still shit. Well, maybe it'll take just 16 more games to make a good one. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. And a TV show. And a TV show. (laughs) Is it going to adapt to the video game? That's a good question. Wow, would that be spendy? Holy That's gonna look like shit. It's gonna look like shit. It's gonna look but very But they say good. they're gonna treat it like The Last of Us. Mm, well, what the is... thing is, The Last of Us had creative people working behind it. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Do they have that? I don't think so. I don't even think they have. Do they have anyone attached? From the game? I don't know. But in general. you said that Gorilla said they had 16 projects in development. Yeah. And one of them was the TV show. Well, so I they wonder, must be involved somehow. I wonder if those 16, like half of them are just seasons for the TV show they plan. You, you think they're going to plan eight seasons? I, I, that I'm sounds miserable. That sounds miserable. Like two or three of them are just, they have three planned seasons for... That sounds horrible. I'm sorry. I will admit... I hated Lance Riddick in it, but he's like such an essential part of the story. I don't know what their excuse is for the third one for him being gone. I know he died in real life, but like in terms of like the game, he was so essential. Like I don't know what he introduced his second cousin. <laughs> Played by Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> But you can call me sus. Okay, so I watched the Bear season one, and I don't watch TV a ton. Very rarely do I get into a TV show. Like people say, "Oh my God, Beef was great," and I'm like, "Okay," and then I didn't watch it. And then people will be like, "Oh my God, I absolutely love Succession," and it's like I had HBO and I could have watched Succession, but I'm just like. I'll get to it, and then I never got to it. It's like the same thing with Game of Thrones, Barry. Like most of these shows I hear are great, and then I'm like, okay, and then just leave it there. 
but this one in particular i really wanted to watch and this is a show that i've been watching with my family actually we have a two episode limit which two episodes a day and then we we go back to it the next day you know we, we kept going with that it was very well written very well edited had great cinematography there was a ton of lawn takes which is really interesting because most shows don't go for lawn takes they have a lot of editing usually like like it's not that this didn't have a lot of editing but it felt like it was either extremely edited or there was like two edits like two cuts and like that's it <laughs> like it, it went back and forth a lot and it, it had its surreal moments like the main character has like trip scenes but he's like losing his mind <laughs> so like what is the bear about exactly i know there's a kitchen and he has mental breakdowns so the main character jeremy allen white is taking over his brother's kitchen after he commits suicide ah, that's heavy dog. yeah yeah th that's why it shouldn't be in comedy like, it has funny moments. Like, I laughed a decent amount, but it's not a comedy. It's very much a drama. But basically, he takes over his kitchen after his brother commits suicide, and he's not accepted at first because he was at a ton of huge, like, extremely famous, like, kitchens, and now he's back at this place. And basically, it's like him getting respect and stuff. And then, like, him changing everything. Him hiring a Io. I think it's Io Itabiri. Io Itabiri's character, who's great, by the way. Like, her stardom shot up, like, immediately. <laughs> like, she went from the bear to now she's in TMNT. She's in Thunderbolts. She's in, like, a new comedy. And she's, like, guest appearing and stuff. Like, her stardom exploded. And I'm very happy for it. Um... Yeah, the characters are really well written. Most of it is just the kitchen struggling. <laughs> That's like most of it. Um, I really do think, like, if you watched it, you would like it. It's heavy, but it has a lot of great moments. It's it it's shot naturally, so like they shoot in Chicago where it's set. So like, there's a lot of great landscape shots. I really. I don't know. Like it's it's hard to describe like the feeling almost, but the ending, despite it being depressing for season one, felt very conclusive. There was a lot of like emotion there, and that's the thing. I would say it's more a drama than it is a comedy, which is weird that it's in comedy. But I guess it had a better shot of winning shit because <laughs> if it was in the comedy category this year, it probably wouldn't win anything. Or the drama category. It would lose to Succession. Because Succession is the greatest TV show of all time. Or something. Watch There's it. people that... You're going to watch it, and it's going to be like actually like a 6 out of 10. Because people... They're like, just you just don't understand. Tree. You just don't understand. Um, so, is the bear literally me? It... Well, mental breakdowns... Smoking a lot. <laughs> That's not literally me, but he smokes a ton. Him yelling when he's pissed off, but then learning from his mistakes and apologizing. You know, character develop. So is this on on the scale, the literally me scale? Is this at is this at the 
Patrick Bateman or the Michael Saras? Like this feels scale. like in the middle. Like in the middle. Like it's okay. Okay, so it's not a, it's not like a psychopath, but it's not like real. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if I would see myself as him, you know. But like, I feel like I have some traits. I I'm, I yell sometimes when I'm pissed, and then like, I don't smoke and I don't have a ton of vices either. <laughs> like, but it's funny to say that you're literally it's sometimes l- kind of. That's literally I literally drink. <laughs> yeah, I'm fair. literally an that's alcohol. Fair. No, that's well, not true. The, it's just about him cooking in the kitchen. Well, I'd watch that. I, I'd I watch would. a show about that. There's if it's literally just people having mental breakdowns in a kitchen, I'd I'd watch that. I'd it's it, that's majority of it. <laughs> there is like family dynamics. Oh. Because it <laughs> now you lost. No, because it's about his family. Because his brother died. Yeah, you know, and the effects that that probably caused. Yeah, and like he has I a sister, what's... and You're... okay, so the sister's husband, or I guess his brother-in-law, is very funny in the show. He brings he's he's the comedic relief. It's it's sort of just like problems show up in the kitchen, and them trying to solve it, but it's going very poorly, and that's majority. It's very tense. Like, the first two episodes are stressful as fuck. Episode 7 is like a lawn take. It's like a 20-minute lawn take. They probably had a cut somewhere. Or a couple of cuts, probably. But, like, it looks like it's a 20-minute lawn lawn take. And it's so good. (laughs) Lawn takes would work really well for just a small setting like the kitchen. Because, like, they're going between characters. Like, there's side characters that are really interesting. Like, there's a woman that's been in the kitchen, like, 20 years or more, and, like, her coming to respect the new way that, like, the system is set up, and her, like, embracing new ways of cooking. It's a pretty nice arc, because she goes from being an asshole to the new lady to being, like, a helper of the new lady. Like, there's a guy that makes cakes. He loves bakery stuff. But how, like, he gets tunnel vision... And sort of him trying to, like, deal with, you know, this baker guy is literally, (laughs) like, he wants to make something perfect, but he doesn't get his work done. And he gets tunnel vision on the stuff that he would rather do than the stuff that he's supposed to do. This would make a good office-like TV show. (laughs) I don't know about that. Just people in the kitchen? Well... It's also a tiny bit outside the kitchen. Like, there's some people's apartments or, like, back alleys. <laughs> but, I don't know. It's so I... well written. They feel like real people. And I know that's, like, cringe to say. No. Because it makes it feel like they're real people. Like, sometimes TV shows, you feel like they're like an archetype almost. Like, Joel, I would say, is human. Like, you would probably feel human. But at the start, he's kind of an archetype of, like, old, grizzled, doesn't give a shit anymore guy. Yeah, old western bro. Old western bro who is very stoic and opens up emotionally towards a little girl. Logan. (laughs) Logan. Huh. Huh. Did Logan steal from the last? (laughs) No, I just feel like it's just a trope. Well, that's true. Like... I haven't seen Succession, but, like, of the clips I've seen, I'm probably just imprinting. But it's like, there's cocky young guy. There's stern mentor guy. There's old grumpy asshole. 
you know, like, I feel like I kind of see character types. It's yeah. probably more than that. I'm not saying it's just that. I haven't seen and it. And plus, it, I'm going to be honest, I don't like, uh, what's his face? That animation, that guy who always makes animation videos, Shafrilius. Oh, Shafrilius? Yeah. You I don't think, like him? Like, I think he's funny sometimes, but sometimes he comes off as too pretentious in my opinion. But and Pretentious? He, he says Succession is really good, and I don't believe him. <laughs> Because half the time he's wrong. Over the Hedge is a cinematic master. That's actually so true. <laughs> That's base as fuck. It's um, just he doesn't have the same opinions as me, so he is wrong. So he's wrong. <laughs> he's kind yeah, of an asshole. But, like, there's some people say so many good things about Succession, but I feel like I'll watch it and I'll just be like, this is oh. a snooze fest. <laughs> and I do want to watch The Bear. And I want to watch Barry, too. And the, I'd probably watch The Bear first, because it's only two seasons and they're like ten episodes long. Well, the first season's eight. The oh, second season is better. ten. Even yeah, better. Even better. I, it goes by so quick. Like, you could very easily binge the bear. They're only 20-minute episodes until the last one, which is an hour. But, like, it's so good. I loved the bear. I'd give it, like, a nine. My only complaints are that sometimes the main character isn't in the episode a ton because it, like, focuses on other things. But I feel like... like I don't see it as an ensemble piece. And maybe it is, but I feel like he's the main character. I feel like he's the guy you're supposed to follow throughout all of it. So it felt weird when he wouldn't be in an episode for most of it, and he just shows up at the end for something. It felt weird for me. Well, oh, guys, something just happened. It's, it's, it's like and the movie. dialogue is very Chicagoian, so there's a ton of swears. So if you're not into mega cussing, it might not be for you. I am okay with mega cussing, but I will say I'm not okay with mega Tarantino cussing. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> sometimes, I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes constant cussing for no reason. And it's like is... between certain characters. Because like some characters like don't swear, or try not yeah. to swear. But then there's like there's a supporting guy that's the main character's cousin that swears a ton <laughs> and like he's like a sailor almost like that makes that that's actually kind of real. that's real because like i i sometimes swear but like a lot of times in public i try not to swear yeah because that's it, it this is different but... personalities clashing and it's fun to watch yeah 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 and you say it they're written like real people so that make that sound like some of it is like made for tv e like the guy in like imagines an actual bear, <laughs> and, or like he like sleep, makes mac and cheese and sets his apartment on fire. <laughs> Real. <laughs> but like there's just like that seventh episode is fucking incredible. It's yeah the lawn take, but it's like it's stressful as hell because everyone is making mistakes. No one is making good choices, and it's going to hell immediately. Like, the bakery guy isn't working on the cakes. He's focused on his donuts because he's trying to make the perfect donuts to sell. And the main guy is, like, cussing at everyone and being an asshole. And the lady is, like, accidentally stabs a guy. <laughs> and there's, like, a guy that is the guy that swears a ton, like the cussing sailor bro, is being an asshole to everyone. And, like, the kitchen people are just not vibing. Like, I, it's just fun seeing dynamics. Like, that episode in particular where everything goes horribly wrong 
and like people are like leaving and like people are cussing at each other. It's so fun. <laughs> it's it's I love the tension that this show creates. And it's very frustrating that this did not get cinematography. But yeah. Incredible acting, I would say. Great writing. Nine out of ten. I give it a nine. I've not seen the second season. I hear it's even better somehow. <laughs> so Yeah, IGN well, gave it a ten. I know so that. We will see. And IGN gave it a rating, which is really weird because that's like something I didn't think they'd give a review for. What's the bear? Succession I see because it's really popular. But the Well bear... it's not as popular as like other shows, but like it is popular. Yeah, it's popular because a lot of people talk about it. Because IGN does their reviews, they talked about it where they try and figure out what's going to be the most popular and then they're like we're going to do a review on that so sure. they don't do everything but cube cube it's the cube it's the all spark the cube the cube i give it a nine do you have any others i have elden blank well again <laughs> no because i finally beat it well, I know, but like you've talked about it a lot. Yeah, but like you don't know the trials I went through. No, I don't because I refuse you don't know, to play. You don't know how hard it was for me. Well, we know where you left off. I I left off at the final boss. The final boss, Radagon, and Elden Beast. Right. Mm-hmm. I fight. So, here's the thing. I was. I ditched the best weapon in the game. Okay. So, it's... Well, one of. It's called Moonvale. It does this slash attack, and it does hemorrhage damage, or bleeding. So it makes them bleed, and it, it does a... Like, drains half of his fucking health. I ditched it because it wasn't doing enough damage towards Radagon. Not only that... But it was doing no damage towards Elven Beast. So I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? And then I discover this little weapon that sounds really cool. And looks really cool. <laughs> I just picked it because it sounded cool. The Sword of Blasphemy. The Sword of Blasphemy? <laughs> yeah, it's just a big sword with worms on it. And I, I tried it out. It does this little... You do this little ground slam attack. And it sends this fire thing and it blows up it was extremely good against radagon like i absolutely destroyed him um and uh, the then i went to elden beast because you have to fight them both mm-hmm. right after each other so if you run out of estus flasks or, sorry not estus flasks but the potions while beating while fighting radagon you're fucked while fighting Elden Beast. Because mm-hmm. Elden Beast just spams AoE attacks and it's really annoying and he flies around. Pogger. And then I'm like, this isn't working. How do I beat him? So I looked it up. <laughs> and it turned... I just looked at the weaknesses because the builds are too complicated for me to understand. And I don't really like that. I like making my own character. Sure. And I discovered a little thing. Uh-huh. It turns out Elden Beast is immune to all elemental attacks. And I'm like, that is bullshit. <laughs> so, I'm like, so what if I... So Elden Ring does this thing. Like, a weapon with elemental damage doesn't do as much physical damage, but it does a lot of elemental damage. 
Okay. So I had to get a weapon that does that doesn't have elemental damage, but does a fuck ton of damage. Okay. So I found my best weapon that um it's a giant ass sword. Of course. <laughs> of, of, of course. And I fucking melted Elden Beast's health. Zip. I was You absolutely roasted it. <laughs> I like I did this at eleven thirty at night. And okay. after Barbie and I'm I'm telling you that the sheer experience of failing multiple times and then I didn't even realize his health was low until I dodged uh, the attack that was one-shotting me the whole time. And I'm like, holy shit, am I going to do it? And then I fucking did it. You won. I beat Elden Ring. Mm. You can't. <laughs> I, I actually don't know how to describe the, the pure joy that was felt in that very moment. Like, I was... I think that's the most... That... I will not be that happy until I give... Until I have my first kid. That's bull. (laughs) (laughs) Just... Just... You have to get good and you have to experience that. Like, there's just something so special about just failing multiple times and then you're just like, one more time. One more time. Without changing your tactics at all. <laughs> and then the you f- definition. <laughs> then you do it. That feels like me with Hades, though. You, Even though that's... You do it, and you're just like, I fucking did it. I, I absolutely came on it. I, I beat up. I did it. I, I did. did it. I did it. I beat, I beat Elden Ring. So I have talked about it a lot. I... So how we have an entire game awards reaction about it. we do, uh, you know you already know world design is amazing, art direction is amazing. Sometimes the armors look like shit, but it's funny. Did it deserve to win? I think this is game of the decade. You <laughs> already maybe there's going to be a better game, but I do think this is this. So Breath of the Wild is a heavy inspiration for this game. But I think it succeeds where Breath of the Wild doesn't because it's an RPG. Because Breath of the Wild, after you explore everything, there's nothing else to explore. That's what turned me away from Tears of the Kingdom. Did you finish that? No, I didn't. Not yet. Maybe in another two years. But Elden Ring, since there's the RPG, you can just play it in different ways. I'm going to do a magic playthrough next. I'll see that... you in another year. <laughs> I was going to say, you just beat it. I'll see you in over another year. year. <laughs> I'll see you in another year. Maybe I'll do... Well, I mean, the DLC isn't coming out until late next year. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to play it now. Fires Rubicon is coming out next. Um, that is nothing. <laughs> That's nothing like it. There, There is an interesting story behind the story, though. So the game director, I don't know if you, I don't know if you knew this at all, but the game director, the reason why the Dark Souls games and the Bloodborne games are so vague is because, uh, growing up, when he read English books, he didn't understand what was going on, so he just bridged the gaps in between his head. Mm. So because you know, 
he can't read that much English. So that's what he used as inspiration. That's what inspired him to do this. Um, which I think is really interesting because I don't want to get into the lore, but none of it makes any fucking sense. <laughs> this person's that person's cousin, but like they're like an Empyrean, but an Empyrean can only be born if the god gives birth to it by themselves, but like they're adopted, so like what god gave birth to that person? Is there a god we don't know about? That's a lot of words. <laughs> that's that's a lot of words. And there's like there's trapping people in space and time so people can't die in the world, which explains why you come back to life every single time you die. But also the bosses are still alive until you kill the third final boss because he holds the rune of death. That's confusing. Anyways, the only thing I want to talk about is the uh, is the bosses. Okay. I'm just going to give them a little rating, talk about them for a little bit. Every single one? Just the mainline <laughs> bosses that I fought. Not all 300. Um, okay. You're aware of Margit, the, the mm. fell omen, the first boss. Margit. I think he's, I think he's an S tier. Um, I think uh, a lot of people die to him because they suck at the game. But you fight him twice, and his lore is really interesting. Um, his move his moveset is very easy to dodge, and they spice things up a lot in the second fight. Godric the Grafted is a C tier. He's really easy. His lore is boring. He's just generic, I'm evil king. Uh, Red Wolf of Radagon is just a big wolf. D tier. R Renala, Queen of the Full Moon, is a tough boss until you memorize her attack patterns and then she's really easy. Her lore is that she has babies with uh, Radon and then he cheats on her and she's sad and depressed. Damn. D tier. <laughs> Damn, they're having domestics in the game. Rykard, Lord of Blasphemy, is just a giant worm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's just a cinematic boss, so he's really easy. Because they literally just give you a weapon to kill him. It's, uh, Star Scourge Radon. I didn't beat him in his prime when he was like murdering people, but I did beat him when he was nerfed, because he was too hard, I guess, for people. Skill issue. Skill issue. But I love the moment where, like, everyone is fucking... Everyone you've met across your journey is fucking charging at him. And you're charging at him. They're getting picked off one by one. Just guts flying out everywhere. And you're just like... Ah. Then does the meteor and melts everyone else. There is a guy, though. His name is Patches. He appears in every single From Software game. He's, like, the sneaky thief. So what he does is when he he charge he joins your world or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and then as soon as the boss starts and he spawns in, you get the message. You get the message. Uh, Patches left the world. <laughs> He's just like nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm good. I accidentally killed him. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't that one. Yeah, that one's interesting. Um. Uh, Fire Giant is a D tier. You hit his legs. Cool. <laughs> uh, Godskin Duo. Fuck this boss. But the music slaps. B tier. B tier. Malekith the Black Blade. This is like a giant 
crazy guy on like his hind legs and he hops to pillar to pillar people say he's really hard but i had a really easy time with him his lore is really cool and i think his boss fight is really interesting with his move set i think he's a tier okay sir gideon i hate this boss b tier okay wait b tier <laughs> godfrey first elden lord the guy with the lion on his back this guy's oh, yeah. S tier. He does the funny wrestling move. Rad- <laughs> okay. Radagon is a good spectacle boss, but I. But I think he's a poor final boss. Okay. I think he's C tier. Elden Beast can fuck off. <laughs> this boss is not good because it's annoying. If you know what I mean. Okay. Well, it just takes forever. Because. He flies around the map, and the map is big, right? The, the little area is big. Mm-hmm. He just flies around. And if you don't have enough endurance, he'll just melt your health away because of his stupid AoE attacks. So, okay. you kind of have to, like, run towards him. But then he kills you because of his AoE attacks. And he's immune to everything. So he's just more of annoying. Like, he's easy, it's just he's annoying. Okay. So. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Elden Bling. I I beat Elden Ring with a giant sword. Instead of using the OP methods those Elden Ring YouTubers use. Okay, guys. Here's what you have to do. You have to get to level 90. No. (laughs) To beat the third boss? Uh Uh-huh. Here's the thing. You have to get to level 90. You have to get 80 strength. You have to get 60 magic. You have to get 60 intelligence to use this one spell that will absolutely destroy does that much damage. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I'm actually good. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't need that yeah. kind of stuff. What would you rate it? I, Is it a 10? I give it a 10. I knew it as soon as I got super, really not even that far into it. Sure. There are issues with the final bits of the game because, like, there's not as much to do. Because after you explore everything, there's not much to do late stage. But that again, the new game plus exploring everything all over again with the new build is pretty poggers. Okay. Not only that, but you can just change your character's gender whenever you want. So you can do whatever. That's cool. <laughs> so it's a 10? So it's a 10. Okay. This is a game that you have to keep in mind. People will t- Anyways, Resident Evil 4 is the game of the year for this year. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing like it. <laughs> You'll never play a game like Resident Evil 4 ever again. I don't know. See... When people say it's the best game of the decade, I'm like, that's probably it's not really wrong, early. but it's a boring choice. It's really early. I feel it's like hyperbole. Like, you can love a game, but like, we're three years in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like three that, years in. Like, I don't know. It's like, that's like Breath of the Wild Even, being the best game ever made. Like, sure, it's influential, and people that play it really love it, but that doesn't mean... That like, we're just it, feeling the ripples of Breath of the Wild, so I think it's too early to call it 
the super greatest the greatest game, game, game ever made. It beats Tetris, and that's crazy. <laughs> like if you think about <laughs> it, crazy. Tetris was really the greatest game of all time because that it's had licensing do, issues. Do, 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 do. It has funny. <laughs> like, you have to give a game time to be considered a Hall of Famer. Like, when they put Red Dead 2, and it's been out for five years, like, that's cringe. That like Or Elden Ring, it's been out for a year, and they're like, one of the greatest games ever made. Or when IGN is like, we're going to update our list and Tears of the Kingdom is going to be at number one. It's like, it's been out for like five months. <laughs> like, call did, they, your... did they actually? I thought you said they were gonna. Or that they think it is. Like, they, the best they, game they ever. They think it's better than Breath of the Wild. So and they think it's the it, best game ever made. So. That makes it better than Breath of the Wild. So, like, that. that's like absurd. That's absurd. That's and dumb. For me, I yet again, I haven't beat Tears of the Kingdom, but if you have Breath of the Wild as your favorite game of all time, you cannot have... And you you think Tears of the Kingdom is better? You can't have Breath of the Wild and at number one. two. I mean, you, you have could. no. I think because they're so similar. Like I know people say it's a stupid argument, but they are like so similar to each other that it's like because one improves on the other. I feel like it makes the other game inferior in every way. <laughs> if if that makes any sense at all, <laughs> but like. What's weird is that that list had God of War 2018 and not God of War Ragnarok. Despite the oh, fact that yeah. people thought Ragnarok improved on it in every way. They probably just didn't update it yet. But, like, they just came out with the list, I thought. Because, like, they both have a 94. They both won a ton of awards. And, like, they if they thought time. that God of War Ragnarok improved on the gameplay in every way, and, like, the story was spectacular, I feel like they would put it somewhere at the top, right? But, like, that also feels weird. Because, like, I love God of War Ragnarok, but, like, God of War 2018 was in the top 50. Like, that feels weird. And to say Ragnarok is better, would that be in, like, the top ten? Like, that's cringe. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's kind of cringe. You, you have to, like, there are even games that, like, don't really get that much praise when they come out, but later come out, like, that's one of the great, like, one of the greatest games of all time. Like, the first, I haven't played it, but Spec Ops The Line comes to mind. I don't remember anybody talking about it back then. But now, all of a sudden, since people, you know, they... It's got a lot of time to settle. Like, yeah, that's one of the greatest military shooters ever. Sure. Like, you have to give a game some time to settle and feel the effects that it has before you make it the greatest game of all time or game of the decade. Or something like that. And sometimes just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but sometimes it's just really annoying, especially Red Dead fans. Red Dead 2 is the greatest game of all time. It's Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> That's the same with Breath of the Wild, also. I don't know. And, like, I, any Souls game. I feel like Dark Souls should be on the list, because it's been since 2011. It's been 12 years. Oh. And that's had a big change on the industry. Like, when we talk about, like, how far do you go back to include something on the greatest of all time list? I feel like Dark Souls is, like, fine. Like, that could very easily be in there. I Like, I, like what... What's, like, a date? 
that you would like cut off at almost to say it's it should be because it has had enough time to be considered one of the best of all time. Like I feel like five years is too short. I for me personally, because like that might not that might feel like a while, but like we just had Red Dead Two and God of War come out. Like it feels like they just came. Out it's almost. it's not a specific year, but ten years after a game comes out. At some point, okay. Because like that gives it enough time to settle, and you can feel it has effects its impact, because yeah. games, a lot of games come out by then, and. So like, you can feel that technology progression too within that ten years. So we would be at twenty thirteen. Which makes sense why the last of us was number three. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Because then you can put obviously you can put Skyrim in there for twenty eleven. I don't remember anything that came out in Bioshock Infinite, people love Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Apparently not as much as Bioshock One. I don't understand. <laughs> From what I've heard, Bioshock fans hate bioshock infinite but non-bioshock fans who are like casual love bioshock infinite that sounds because it's not in the ocean so they're not <laughs> well it is there's a part in the game where you go back to that place cool <laughs> it's it's the gameplay that's because bioshock surprisingly isn't like people love the gameplay which is really weird because it looks very janky janky like, I, I don't know. I don't want to be, like, too mad about it, because it's, like, someone else's opinion. I really don't have to agree with them if I don't want to. And you haven't played Breath of the Wild, but, I mean, even I have, and it is a really generic pick to have Breath of the Wild at number one. They should, like, it's not even that it's, like, generic, even though it very much is. It. It's just, like, it's it hasn't been that much time. Like, it feels like recency bias, you know? Like, it's weird. Like, I don't... I wouldn't put Spider-Man as the greatest game of all time, despite the fact that I fucking love it. It's like, that, that's not fair. Like, that's just sort of weird. Or, like, Ghost of Tsushima or Hades, despite the fact that Hades deserves it. Like, like give it a hot second. Like, Disco Elysium. Like, like it's it's Because maybe indies are held to, like, a different standard no, that, or that's, something. That's a, that's a, I think that's a really good example. Because, like, I don't remember anybody talking about Disco Elysium when it came out. Like, I, I think IGN is probably the only person that ever talks about it. But now that it's had at least a couple years to settle, like, it's known as one of the greatest RPGs of all time. And it probably will get to the level of Chrono Trigger. Yeah. I'm probably deranged by saying that. Mm-hmm. It'll get to the level of the Witcherino three. Girl. The Witcherino three. Wild Hunter. Geraldo of Riveria. Mm-hmm. Pogger. I mean, it's even the same for movies. Like saying some. Like that's why I'm iffy on you. Like, um, what what do you have as your number one Spider Verse, right? For this year? No, like of all time. Or is that still everything everywhere? I don't know. Cause like if, I feel like it changes every day. That's fair too. Like. Cause like, what like I used to be like so set on like The Shining, cause of how it sort of changed my view of like filmmaking as a kid. Like, movies can be different than just action movies. They could be like slow burn horror thrillers, you know. Like that sort of helped broaden my horizons a bit. Like Parasite was a big one, where like that got me into international movies. 
Yeah. Everything Everywhere was very personally connective for me. Spider-Verse is just pot <laughs> like I I I it feels weird that I would have it like like it's been a month and I would still say it's probably in my top of all time somewhere. But I would maybe rather put like Pirates of the Caribbean above it, which is weird. But like Pirates of the Caribbean fucks so hard. Like the movie's terrific. The, the same scenario, except movies you have to watch. I think, in my opinion, at least twice before you can decide it's one of your favorites. Because I swear to God, if you have The Godfather in your list and you've only watched it once, I'm gonna strangle that person. I've seen it once, and I give it like an eight. Maybe I didn't understand it or something, but I just thought it's like, yep, 8 out of 10, very solid. But everyone's like, it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece with no flaw. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <buddy>. okay. <laughs> Explain it to me in detail. <laughs> Explain it to me. While we Break watch it down movie. for me. While we watch the movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It's the greatest, the best game of the decade it's 2022 yeah anywho maybe i'm just talking out of my hat no it's 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 fair to to say that um, e, except for resident evil 4 that is probably the game of the decade <laughs> i'm i'm telling you you have to play resident it's, it's evil it's it's actually so it's so pocket it's so good i can't. like resident evil 4 like what <laughs> elden uh, resident evil 4 is actually a better game than elden ring don't at me Two completely different genres of game that are going for different tones. Like, I understand why people would compare games, but also, like, there's, like, no point. Like, I don't, when, have you seen the videos of people comparing Red Dead to, like, Red Dead 2 to, like, like, God of War Ragnarok? There was one that went viral of someone comparing the graphics, like, of them, of... Arthur throwing an axe in the snow, just like Kratos does. And okay. it, like, looks better. Like, okay, the snow effects are better in Red Dead 2. Doesn't mean it's a better game overall than God of War Ragnarok. Because it's not. <laughs> like, yeah, like, those arguments are weird. <laughs> like, there's there's more to it than that. Like, obviously you can compare... And one has... it's One, it, like, is hyper-realism, but as, like... Different art direction, because it's like more Norse and everything is more like, like muted color palette. While everything in like Red Dead is like very colorful, despite sometimes there being like fog or whatever. One one game focuses really heavily on realism, and one focuses really heavily on narrative and gameplay, like pop. <laughs> You can compare the stories. Now, which one has the game of the year win, Red Dead? Which <laughs> one's the game of the year win, Red Dead? Yeah. Wow. I can't believe... I still can't believe it didn't win. That's fucking crazy. I feel like... I don't know. Red Dead 2 just feels like weird. Like, I like the game a lot. It just... I don't know. Red Dead fans are weird. <laughs> or, like, Rockstar fans are very weird. That's what turns me off from Red Dead 2 is also the fans. That and the level design fucking sucks. Oh, something goes wrong again? You have to shoot someone for the 900 billionth time? Shoot your way out. Except it's funny in GTA because that's what the whole game is about. Because it's a, a deconstruction of America. It's... 
through the eyes of a UK guy. <laughs> UK guy. Of the United Kingdom dissecting America and what they think of us. In politics. <laughs> and our politics. Their view is that we are fucking stupid. That's big. All right, so, oh, fuck. I have a question for you. We probably only have enough time for one. Do you want to do a, a year at the Oscars, or do you want to do a Blade reboot that you had oh, mentioned before? Man. Uh... And we'll do the other one next week, because we don't have anything planned. We should just do neither. Neither? Yeah. Damn. Save it for next week. Both of them? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because I'm not going to do much this week, to be honest. <laughs> so, like, what am I going to do? Watch Barbie four times? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. says that so casually. <laughs> yeah, watch Plus, Barbie like, four times. it's 11.30. And I feel like I'll fall asleep at either one of them. That's fair. Or just disassociate. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Either one, like, oh, yeah, Blade. Blade. So, Blade... Wesley's <laughs> and we we just did the we I feel like we just did the Spider-Man one so I think at least give it another week before we do okay. Blade that's so. fair alright because I do like to take some breaks in between those. that well we did have breaks we, we did we yeah. had several breaks anywho you can do the outro this man that DC uh, Chili Marty 69 on Twitter the real Chill Mart on Instagram YouTube is Chill Mart Podcast and Chill Mart on Spotify have sex, gamers.